You are listening to the Wellness and Hospitality Podcast. I'm your host, Son Luberoy. Episode 44 Is Doing Wellness Mutually Exclusive from Making Money? Welcome to the Wellness and Hospitality Podcast, where it's all about genuine wellness, true hospitality, and real people. I'm your host, global wellness expert, life coach, and author, Sonal Uberoy. Hello and welcome to today's episode. As wellness becomes more and more popular across all industries and businesses across the globe, I've noticed the topic around the notion of doing true wellness and making money from enhancing people's overall well-being as being something unethical or, dare I even say, morally wrong. And today, I'd like to be controversial again and call the big red BS card on that notion. Doing wellness, that is truly transforming people's lives by enhancing their overall well-being, is not mutually exclusive to making money, specifically insane amounts of money. Now, at the same time, there is also the argument in the industry that wellness should be made more accessible, that it should be democratized. And to clarify, this democratization is primarily driven by making wellness cheaper. I think this argument stems from the image the luxury spa industry has built itself over the past few decades as being something that only the select few can afford today. Hence, that is why wellness, which goes beyond spa, is seen to be inaccessible. Now, this is the argument I want us to be careful with because it is this mindset that will only further perpetuate the myth that wellness is not a substantial value and revenue contributor to a hotel's overall profit and loss. Because it is one thing saying that you acknowledge wellness is a significant value and revenue contributor, but it is a completely different ballgame to genuinely believe it is because you have actual evidence of it. In other words, wellness makes up more than the traditional 1% to 3% of total hotel revenue. There will come a day when the whole world has milked the wellness boom as much as they can. And there will also come the day when hoteliers, not to mention other businesses in other industries, will be left to pick up the pieces of the wellness offerings they created that might become obsolete because when they implemented these wellness offerings, they didn't really know the wellness business very well. And again, will be known as a department that is important, has potential, but it really doesn't generate important money. That is what will make wellness less accessible. Price does not have anything to do with it. In today's episode, I'd like to share a clip of a LinkedIn live session where I talked about the importance of making insane amounts of money with wellness. Because when we do generate that level of revenue, we are actually reaching out to more lives and transforming even more lives because we have the means to do so. Conversely, if we continue to downplay wellness, we'll have commercially irresponsible businesses that are unable to have the impact they want and as a result, touch far fewer people and transform far fewer lives. So without further ado, 
Here is the clip. Hello and welcome to today's session. I hope you are all doing wonderfully from whichever part of the world you are watching. While I was preparing for today's LinkedIn Live, I was seeing in my Dropbox folders that this is session number 38. So for 38 weeks in a row, I have been showing up here on video to share my two cents worth to you lovely people. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. And also a huge thank you to all of you who are constantly giving me such fantastic comments, sharing your insights also um, via DM. Thanks to all those insights and all those comments. I'm able to actually show up here and share content that I know you really care about, or at least talk about subjects that I know are pressing in our industry. And today I'd like to talk about another one of those topics, and that is, is doing wellness, so doing true wellness, mutually exclusive to making money? Now, as the wellness industry grows and becomes more popular, we're seeing businesses across very diverse industries across the globe embrace wellness in some shape, way, and form. And I've also noticed that there is this underlying conversation that doing wellness, in other words, doing this good, it's not morally or ethically right to make money from it. And there is also this myth in the industry that we need to start making wellness more accessible. In other words, when we're talking about accessible, it's specifically price driven. And that is predominantly fueled by, now this is my interpretation of it, this is predominantly fueled by the incredibly highly priced spa industry for certain treatments, specifically also the Medi spa industry, where prices of treatments clearly are only really accessible to the select few. And we have extrapolated that spa industry specific reality into the entire wellness arena. And what I want to talk about today is let's exercise caution on that. And I also want to call, you know, in a controversial way, but a playful also, call the BS card on doing wellness properly and making money because they're not mutually exclusive concepts. Because we need to take care if we choose to be that do-good department that is a strong value contributor, albeit intangible and difficult to measure, but not always a strong revenue contributor. Because the only thing we are going to achieve is that we are going to further perpetuate the myth that wellness is not a strong revenue generator when it comes to a the hotel's overall profit and loss. And wellness is incredibly strong when it comes to revenue generation. Now, in any hotel you go to in today's day and age, it's very difficult to find a hotelier who would say that wellness is not a strong value contributor. And some would also chime in and say they're a strong revenue contributor. 
But saying that is incredibly different from actually meaning that because you only mean that wellness is a strong revenue contributor when you see those results in your overall profit and loss. And if you're only seeing one to 3% of total hotel revenue coming from SPA, one of the very few revenue generating wellness offerings in a hotel at present, then it's very difficult to believe that wellness is a strong revenue generator. And when, if we genuinely want to make wellness more accessible, we actually do that not by lowering our price. We do that by increasing the value. What value are we offering our end guest? Because when you're in the wellness business, you actually transform lives. You're not selling treatments, you're not selling products, and you're not selling services. You are transforming people's lives. You are giving them immense value to live a life that they wouldn't be able to live on their own without what you offer them. And the more money we make from our wellness businesses, the more impact we are making and the more lives we are touching and the more people's lives we are transforming. And as a result, we are making wellness more accessible. Now, I am from Kenya, originally from India, and I can assure you there are children and people out there who have the best smartphones out there, but they might not even have food on the table or shoes to put on their feet, but they still have the best smartphone out there. So we can see that this technology has transformed people's lives, even when they don't have the basics. Wellness, I'm not saying wellness should go down that route, but we can transform many lives and be accessible, wildly accessible, and make money at the same time. If we just conform to being that do-good department, we will continue to be this department that no one knows in a hotel, that no one fully understands. It's that kind of area where, yes, of course, it is so good for people, but it doesn't really make money. Because let's face it, when this whole wellness boom dies, we will have problems with our wellness offerings. There will be hoteliers who have created, who would have created wellness offerings that probably in a couple of year times, in a couple of years' time, is obsolete. They'd have offerings that are obsolete. That will happen. And the reason that will happen is because many hoteliers have jumped on the bandwagon of wellness without truly understanding the wellness business and have created offerings all with the best of intentions, but perhaps wellness offerings that won't be sustainable or commercially sustainable, better said. Then we will be left to pick up the pieces again of wellness, being this fantastic department with huge potential, but that really doesn't give money. We saw this happen at the beginning of the decade with the spa industry. We saw huge oversized spas being built to later on be left unmanaged. 
We've also seen fantastic spa operators come and go because making money from the spa business is very difficult, specifically a third party operator only. And I don't want wellness to make that same mistake again. We've got to learn from our mistakes. Wellness can be incredibly accessible. We can make huge amounts of money and we can also transform lives, many lives, make wellness incredibly accessible. So I just wanted to jump on today to say we should exert caution on the fact of wellness not being something we should be making money from. I do not think that doing wellness is mutually exclusive from making money. I actually think that when you do true wellness, when you actually transform many people's lives, you actually make a huge impact. And as a result, you also make insane amounts of money. Because when you are commercially sustainable, you are responsible. You are responsible for the people you hire, the communities you're working in, all the local economy. You are making many people's lives better. But when you are creating businesses that aren't commercially sustainable, that are underperforming, bleeding money, or are heavily subsidized, I actually call those businesses irresponsible because you're playing with someone else's money or money is being thrown into at something that's not fully lucrative. Then you impact who you can hire, you impact the local economy. And if you have a business that can barely sustain itself, it cannot deliver outstanding and remarkable transformation to its guests. So wellness, doing wellness properly can also mean that you make insane amounts of money. And on that positive note, I wish you all a beautiful day ahead. Take care now. So to recap this session, there are two points I'd like to highlight. First, doing wellness properly is not mutually exclusive from making insane amounts of money. And two, when we try to downplay wellness, we end up being irresponsible because ultimately when we are doing wellness properly and with integrity and transforming people's lives, we are having a greater impact in the world through wellness. And on the contrary, if our businesses are barely breaking even and we can't make ends meet, we can't make the impact we want and we can't transform people's lives. So in a nutshell, Commercial sustainability is actually what drives wellness's impact. It is actually what makes wellness accessible. And on that thought-provoking note, I wish you all a fantastic day ahead. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. If you want to know whether your hotel is ready to meet the growing demand for wellness experiences, both for your guests and your employees, then my Essence Scorecard is the perfect tool for you. Head over to spa-balance.com 
forward slash essence scorecard and get yourself a free and accurate temperature reading of your hotel's readiness to meet the wellness needs of your people and your guests. It's a valuable self-audit that not only helps you create a profitable wellness asset, but also promote a culture of genuine wellness for your team.